This is professional radio, gentlemen. That's front wheel drive. Sorry, have you got anyone you want to thank? Just myself. And now we do the after hours. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, what would you go for? Thanks to your Okay, and because it's not a supercar. It is. It's not. Automotive perfection comes in the form of two letters, A and U. Long live my LTD. Well, my car talk, it's me, Matty J, online with the one and only Rob Zadai. How are you, mate? Good, thank you. And yourself? I'm very good, buddy. Very good. Just us two tonight, mate. Just... For the prize of greatest car talk person in the world, and I think I think you and I make that make that claim quite strong. <laughs> You're keen, you are keen. But how are you doing, mate? How's your week been? What's new in your world? Just still working on that um, E430 Mercedes. Um, just trying to get that roof sorted out where the paint peeled off. So I've just been um, sanding that back, and then I have to sort of um, primer it and 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 high fill it and then block it all back. So it's primed at the moment. Just need to block it back and hopefully um, the paint will go on nicely and, and it'll be done. Then I can flog it off and get a car out of my garage. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and then um, I um, end up going to a, uh, you know, the, the modern Mustang uh, club that we're in, the Pony 6G club. They um, had a uh, get-together at a, uh, a company that does paint uh, protection film. And, mm-hmm. and and vinyl wrapping, mm-hmm. so we spent the Sunday morning um, there just talking about cars and and going through the workshop. They got a real nice setup. They're just down at the back of um, uh, Derrimut there, um, yep. or, uh, so um, Ravenhall really, and yep. um, very expensive. I didn't realise how expensive wrapping is. What's the uh, what's the place called? Showman Auto Styling. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. went to Showman. Um, like I said, they've had some very nice cars there. And um, oh, look at that. Look, Harley's here. Hey, just, Harley, how you doing, mate? <laughs> no one else is on today, Harley. It's just us, mate. Yeah, so, um, yeah, sh- went to Showman. Um, done a lot of work, just trying to clean up my Mustang. I haven't cleaned it for a while and a lot of swirl marks and whatnot. So I, I gave it a, a nice buff and a, and a home ceramic coat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's not too bad. The water beads off quite nicely with all the rain that we've had. Yeah. And um, I was going to go to the Geelong Revival, but I heard the weather was pretty bad um, on a Saturday and then Sunday I had the Avocar show. By the time that was over, it was sort of rained on and off down at yeah. um, Geelong. So I didn't get a chance to get to that. Um, but I did actually um, speak to a couple of the club members whilst we were at that um the vinyl wrap place, and they a few of them end up going to the the, the bright um, rod run to bright. Yep. And um, I said, oh yeah, but you got to have a rod, you know. I've got a Mercedes. Go, Doug, you'd be surprised what sort of cars are rolling up these days. It's um, a lot more uh, diverse than what it used to be. It's not just all you know wrap rods and rods um, at bright anymore, and it's uh, a, a bit more open to all sorts of cars now. So I might um, uh, go next year and yeah. what it's like. You're going to bring the, uh, the F100 or? Well, I, I, sh- yeah, I should take the F100. Um, I've got a, I need to change the starter motor on that. I've been meaning to do that for about, I don't know, three or four months now, but there's always <laughs> something to do. 
Um, I've got to tap it to start it and, and I just can't trust it. So I don't drive it anywhere. And it's got no air conditioning, of course, so it gets pretty hot um, <laughs> and no power steering. Uh, but apart from that, I've been cleaning up my workshop down at uh, where I store my cars and going to concrete out a, a section. And, and we've got actually access to a spray booth that I'm going to set up. Um, hopefully, um, all the parts are there. Nice. Um, so, so I can actually uh, do some preparation work in the spray booth. It's not a high-end spray booth, but it's better than no spray booth. Correct, yeah. Um, so we're going to do that. Um, so I'm just looking at, yeah, just sort of setting it up so I can – there's two more Mercs I want to do, and I promise myself, Harley, make sure you hit me if I do. I'm not buying any more cars, all right? That's it. <laughs> all right? That's it. No more. Right, so the, the CE and the uh, SEC, and that's it. You know, so um, apart from that, uh, just been buying, uh, a, I don't know if I told you, but I bought a, a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. CBR, one, uh, sorry, not CBR, it's a S1000R BMW. Yeah, so it's a nice, uh, fast uh, sort of bike. bike. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that, um, Harley's been driving um, the Tesla and the Mercedes to his new place of work out in Hoppers, so he's enjoying the freeway traffic mm -hmm. these days. So, and what else has been happening with our cars? Got the the Mustangs due for a service on Friday, so I'm taking that in. I'm not going. It's spoke to a few people about um, changing oil on a Mustang. You think it'd be relatively easy, wouldn't you? Sure. My mate worked a Toyota for thirty years, and he went to change his, and he gave up. <laughs> <laughs> Looking straight into the dealership uh, to get it serviced or to one of our friends, actually. But um, it's so hard to get to the oil filter and change the oil on these new Mustangs that it's, a, you know, if you don't have the, you know, the patience and a hoist, yeah. um, I probably can give it a go. I have got the hoist, so I'm halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, yeah, decided to just take it in, get them to service it. There's a recall on the um, the wiring in the boot or something for the camera the back camera okay. so they're going to do that um we're talking about maybe getting a another tesla mm -hmm. model, model y okay um so we'll see how we go with that depends what harley wants to do um whether he wants to drive the free every day to work or whether he wants to get something else so if he's going to drive the free he'll will end up just buying a y yeah um he can take over um and drive the three Yep. Uh, it's just I think it's a, it's a bit more relaxing drive, believe it or not, driving an electric car than what it is, even a combustion car mm. to work every day. It's just it's there's no it, it's boring, but there's no trauma about it driving. <laughs> How can I say it? It's it's like a non-event. You're almost being taken like a taxi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yes. Apart from that, uh, I don't think there's any other car shows. And oh, we missed out on, we spoke about it last week, the Mercedes car show, which I totally forgot about. Um, so I would have liked to have gone to that, but maybe next year. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if there's any other car shows on. Well, that's it. There's, uh, there's Classic Japan this weekend, but uh, I think yeah. that's, that's pretty much it. What about you, uh, Harley? What have you been up to? Not much, just working. That's pretty much it. Drive back and forth every day on the freeway. <laughs> So, so is is your is your new work in um yeah uh, hoppers. hoppers okay yes 
So. You'd know that yeah, pretty well, wouldn't you, Matty? I would, absolutely. <laughs> uh, can you give him any tips on which roads you should take? Is it back roads or the ring road? Uh, look, the ring road is the quickest way, but it's when the it's when it's working yeah. is the key yeah. word. Yeah, um, it's it's better than what it used to be. Like when it was two lanes, it used to be shocking, but now it's it's mainly four all the way. But as soon as there's one thing happens, forget it, you're done, you're cooked. So um, best thing to do is I check my phone in the morning. I used to say like, see how about the truck was. If it was bad on the freeway, I'd go the back way. Um, yeah. So that's just the way to do it. But I mean, the, the phone will tell you the quickest way to go there now, anyway. So. Um, so yeah, probably just stick stick with that. Harley's new boss is into cars as well, isn't he? Oh yeah, he like he races like these little buggies. Yeah. And he was like, um, he like came first in his class in the Geelong Revival. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, he's like he's like he bought some like a um, GSXR Suzuki motorcycle engine in him. Yeah. Come from Spain or something like that. Yeah. Uh, what's the name of the brand? I don't yeah. know. Some, I've got another thing. K K car or something. something like yeah, something. Yeah, so they're, they're a nice little niche uh, market that he's got there um, mm. with these cars. So they're sort of a – you can do um, sort of like rallycross driving and also bitumen driving with them. Oh, that's it cool. Depends on how you set them up. Yeah. Yeah, so – and I think they come out with a GSX 650 motor, but you can also get a GSX uh, 1000 motor in them. That would fly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm. absolutely. The power to, power to weight ratio is like a V8, isn't it, or some sort of? Yeah, V8. something like. I, I think you said the only car, other cars, like only thing, other things were faster than him were like the motorbikes. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Is it a one seater or a two seater? It's a single seater. Single seater. Yeah. Wow. Jeez, that thing would fly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a few guys there got things in common, and uh, another guy that works at his new place. I used to work with him. And mm-hmm. he used to be the chief financial officer at uh, uh, HSV. Oh, get out. Yeah. So, and now he's working as a financial officer at um, his new place of work. So, so what are you doing now, Harley? You, you, you changed because you, you were working at your last place for years. So, you've just, yeah. you just recently changed. So, same thing, basically, as I was doing okay. before. Yeah. Just um, bit, maybe a bit more room to grow, learn more stuff, learn more skills. Yeah. That mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, very good. Yeah, so um, that's it. What about you? If you oh, and I, we're we're still working on the laser. Um, the lasers, um, we got a front spoiler for it. We had to buy mm-hmm. an aftermarket spoiler because it didn't really like, and we couldn't really find a factory RS spoiler, mm-hmm. a bumper bar with a spoiler on it. Mm-hmm. So we found a one on on um, eBay that he really likes. It's about three hundred fifty dollars. It wasn't a cheap one. Yeah, and um, so it's going to have its side skirts, front and rear spoilers, and and rear skirt as well. Is, so, is that all from that same kit, or, or just the front bar? No, nah, just the front bar. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's going to be slightly different to the RS. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. front section. So then it's a matter of us blocking all of that back and painting that up, and then just reassembling it all. Yeah. Uh, so we've got all the parts. I straighten out all the the, the inner radiator panel, um, support panel. Um, yeah. So. That's exciting. So I, then I've got to build them a carport so they can keep it out of the weather because that, the old cars are not good to be kept outside, mm-hmm. especially in um, under the, you know, it's just, they're not far from the water, really. No. So, yeah, that's, there's that car. Yeah, but that's pretty much it on our end. Yeah. But um, all your cars, Maddie. What are you up to? Um, Typhoon is going in on Thursday to get brand new tyres and a service and service the diff. Like, I know the diff needs to get 
probably rebuilt. But I've got some like you know, some additive I want to try see if it quietens it down a little bit. Um, because it's it's just like it's got a little bit of a knock when you, when you take your foot off the clutch. It's like it's like it, it's the, the the I was told the pinion um, pinion wheel and stuff was just just they, they got a bit of play. Uh, it's still LSs and everything fine. Um, you know, in Mexico I, I figured that out, but um, you know it, the it's just yeah it's not right. Um and uh, so I'll give this a try. Like I'm not, like you know I don't drive it every day, so it doesn't really annoy me. But it's you know you, you do notice it after a while, especially when the fluid gets really warm in the diff. So are the diffs any different to just a stock XR6 or XR6 Turbo? Yeah, they're um I think they're a different ratio in the F6 uh, from from what I've from what I've heard, and they're quite hard to get, so it's probably just easier to rebuild it. Um, so I'm gonna have to look at getting that done. I was quite I was quoted an obscene amount by one place, and I was like, yeah, I'll think about it. Um, but another place reckon they can do it a lot cheaper. So, um, but I'll have to shop around. But I was obviously how this goes. I said, you know, fifty bucks of oil to to try it, see if that makes a difference. Is better than you know. Um, a, a big, big amount of money, but um, it was it's new Jupiter's anyway. So I was like, you know, I may as well just just get it, just get it, get it all done. Um, so that's happening. Mum's getting her car either Thursday night or Friday. Her new, her new, uh, her new car. So that, that that's that, she's really excited. Um, it arrived at the dealership today. Um, so yes, yeah, so we got to be. We, we've had our VIN for a while and everything, and yeah, she gets to be a Type R, Type R owner very soon, which is kind of cool. I know you mentioned what color was it again? Red or white? White. 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 Championship white, yeah. yeah. So it's funny, like everyone I've said to, oh, you know, it's, I'm, yes, it's what my mom was getting. They're like, wait, your, your mother's getting a typo? Like, like, yeah, like they just said, wait, is she all right? Is she, is she on the crack? Um, but no, she is, uh, she is getting a typo. Um, so I, I ended up buying her a few little bits and bobs. Um, like I bought her a, 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 boot, a rubber boot mat for, 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 uh, for, like as a congratulations present. And, and I bought her something else for the car, which I'll give her for Christmas. But, um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it it's an awesome bit of kit, and um, can't wait to can't wait to to go for a spin in it. I reckon it'll be a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Yeah, it's the, it's the fastest front wheel drive car on the Nurburgring apparently, and uh, I don't know if my mum's ever going to go to a Nurburgring, but this is uh, yeah, at least she can say I've got the fastest front wheel drive car. Um, no, it's a we should do it. We should Nurburgring. We should we should definitely do the pilgrimage. I reckon one day, like one of these days, it'd be it'd be it'd be a bit of um. It'd be it'd be a bit of fun. Um, so what you did in Japan, but in the in Europe, so we go to all the car factories. Yeah, go to a couple of races. Yeah, I reckon that. that, that, that I'd love to go to Spa. I'd love to go to. I love. You know, I'd, I'd just like to go to all those different places. I reckon that'd be super cool. Um, but I've got the, kind of got the bug now, so I've got to start. You know, start going. Yeah. And there's a the the revival. There's a what's what they call it the the, the English one. Goodwood. Oh, yeah, Goodwood. Yeah. Um, yeah, Goodwood would be cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome to do. Um, so yeah, so that's that's happening with that. My lasers is getting still getting repaired. Got a few little things I'm going to get done. Um, what else is on my end of things? I think that's pretty much it on my car, on my on my car updates. Um, but you know, as soon as it's only us us three tonight, like you know, we don't really have a chance to really have a chat. You know, like to just just have a good car chat. You know, good discussion. Because the people that listen to this show, like they're, you know, and you know who you all are and, and you do, you do. Uh, I've had people come up and said, oh, it's just like when I talk to you in real life, it's already, I already know all about you and you don't know if they say anything. It, it's it's kind of weird. But um, but, but with you guys, um, like like Rob, I mean, we know you got your P76, which is your first car. Um, yeah. But 
Can you could you possibly name all the cars you've had like like you know over like the ones that you've actually had not ones that are flipped cars like the ones that you've actually owned to to, to drive and um and if you had to look back on it which which were the ones that you would say you know I'd love to get that one back and um and uh, or or you know that one was yeah a stinker I didn't really like that one or um you know basically how you would go about getting another car because I know you're you just said you don't want to buy another car but you're buying it and then you just said in the space of like 30 seconds later oh I'm not gonna model Y um uh, <laughs> but that's not, that's not my car it's the wife's car and it's Harley's I'm not <laughs> my car all right and <laughs> a lot of cars that I've bought over the years with the kids growing up it's more of a necessity than a choice of what I would have bought yeah. uh, over the years so and I'll pretty much a car that my wife needed to drive and to pick up the kids and take the kids as well. Yeah. And so we had to have cars that were quite flexible over the years. Um, and we and Pickers had a mortgage and interest rates were 18% back in the 90s, early 90s. Yeah. Um, we used to sort of borrow cars <laughs> <laughs> off the parents of the in-laws. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, I drove a little, my mum's little Suzuki Swift for a little while um, until I blew the gearbox up on that. <laughs> <laughs> then I got the WRX. Um, but between all of the Suzuki's, um, we had a Toyota Crown or Cressida, mm-hmm. Cressida, um, that I, I actually put the the Conrod out through the side of the block on the way oh, to work. Yeah. I was just driving along and went rah, da, 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 bang, and the Conrod was out the side of the block. What? Oil all over the road down Murray Road. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, yeah. So I had to do an engine transplant on that one and give it back to the mother-in-law. Here you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a couple of piece 76s I had a few of those, but probably uh, my main one, but then I've had ones in between. So I had an Aspen Green one that um, my Debbie used to drive. Mm-hmm. She used to drive the manual, and I had the, the other, manual, uh, other manual V8. So we had two V8s that were driving at the same time. Then I was building a house. I bought a v- Mazda van back in the, the sort of the late 80s, early 90s. Um, uh, then after borrowing, going through that part where we had to sort of borrow cars, I ended up buying a Commodore, a VR Series 2 Commodore from my boss at work. Mm-hmm. It's his lease car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought nine grand was a lot of money back then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had to scrounge every cent to buy that. And then uh, a few years after that, we bought the XL7 again for family reasons. The Commodore was a wagon too, VR Series 2 wagon. It was quite a nice car. And um, after the Commodore or the XL7, we traded that for what? A Golf. Didn't we? Go, uh, no, you sold it to Oma. I, yeah, I, 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 I gave it to my mum. Mm-hmm. And we done a swapsies, didn't we, with the Journey? Because it was too big for us or something, the Dodge? Yeah, something something like that. Or something happened so, there. Yeah, so, so Deb drove the Dodge. I don't know what I, I had, maybe the WRX or the Golf. For a little while, what did I have? I was probably riding a motorcycle, maybe. Yeah, you know. So, uh, and then once I got uh, after the golf, we bought a. We even bought that little Mirage, Mitsubishi Mirage. No, it wasn't. No, it was the Gets. Gets. We had a Honda Gets once too. Did yeah, I remember that car? Yeah, the the Gets. Um, the Mitsubishi Mirage. The golf gearbox blew. Yeah, it's the golf gearbox blew up, and that's when we bought the Mirage. And the Gets, we, yeah. We had a Porsche. Cayenne, uh, K- 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 yeah, Cayenne yeah, K- for a little while. Yeah, but that broke down. I was in a garage every day of the week for the, first, the 12 months that I owned it. <laughs> um, but I had Jeep well, a, a Jeep Commando. I had that for about 
three or four years, the so 2007 model. That was that was was that good? Oh, it was an awesome car. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. It had the the diesel V6, the Mercedes V6 diesel motor in it. Mm-hmm. Never had a problem with it. Not a not even a little sort of like you know stall or anything. It just ran faultlessly for the four years that I had it. It was, and I'd done about eighty thousand k's on it. It wasn't okay. a big case, but um, awesome car, awesome car. Um, then I flipped it for, a, I bought the XR6 Turbo, drove that for a while as a work car. Um, Deb was driving a couple of other Jeeps. We had a 2010 five Jeep, or 2002 Jeep, or 2000 yeah, model 2002, Jeep. 2002 Jeep. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember yeah. what Grand Cherokee, whatever it was, whatever model it is. Yeah. I can't remember the model names. Yeah. And then we bought a later model one, um, drove that for a little while, then flipped that for the Porsche, um, then flipped that for the Pajero Sport, um, then drove that for a little while and the Pajero Sport went and then she got the Tesla. Mm. So, but, yeah, it's sort of you do lose track of cars that you buy over the years. I, I, do, I think I wrote a list once. So I think we spoke about this once before and I wrote up a list. <laughs> um, and, and all the cars I had between, I had a, a LTD, like a Landau, Mm-hmm. Uh, I had an LDV. I had an LDV as well. <laughs> that, was a, that was a Leyland DAF vehicles. Eh? So another Leyland. Eh? Uh, so um, that was that was. An, I only had it for a short time. Um, it, it was a good car for all around um, and as a work car. But I I wanted more if I was going to have a four wheel drive and I you know, wanted to have diff locks and everything else. And the stock the base model LDV didn't have that. So, and then I sold that for, you know, good money. And then recently, yeah, I bought the the Jimny the start of the year and sold that, sold that not long ago for more than I paid for it, drove around for a little while, but no one was really happy with that. It's a cute little car and it's great to go to shops and back, but anything further than shops or to drive to the local state forest, mm. um, even that it's, yeah, it's a bit too much. But I hear um, Toyota are going to make a Jimny killer. They're going to make mm. a little Land Cruiser. So I'd like to see how they handle and drive and, and go. It'll, it'll still be $95,000. <laughs> oh, yeah, $95,000, 100000 Who cares? You know, it's a Toyota. Where they want. And then you order one, they'll put the price up on you whilst you're waiting for two years. <laughs> exactly. You know, you know that's, that's just Toyota. They can do whatever they want. Uh, you know, um, well, out of all the cars you've had, Rob, you know what would be the what would be the worst trip you ever took a car on? Like, like you'd be like, oh, I hated that trip, like, and I hated that car, or you hated that trip, and it, but I loved the car, or um, you know. Like the worst trip I had, believe it or not, was in a a four fifty SEL Mercedes, a W one one six, a nineteen seventy four seventy three model Mercedes S class. Yeah. Um, that was one of my cars. I was driving between the P seventy six and other cars, and so I always had sort of two cars like. Between my dad and myself, like we used to share a Mercedes between him and myself. Mm-hmm. We had an SC uh, 280 S manual, four speed manual Mercedes oh, S cool. class. Yeah, Singapore. yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Import from Singapore. Um, he had a 280 SE and I bought a 450 SEL. And that 450 SEL is probably one of the worst cars I ever, ever had. Well, wow. it was a British import. Yeah. Full of rust. Rusted to the hill. Um, all covered up quite nicely. Um, they put um, retread tyres on it. Wow. And um, done a trip up to the Mallee, where my uh, wife comes from, up near Ayan, Sea Lake. 
And um, we decided to do, it was 38, 39 degree day. He said, let's go to Mildura. We'll go up the river. And driving from uh, basically Oyen to Mildura. And the back tire blew out, which is a, a retread. Um, and the spare tire was stuffed. So oh. we, had to, we had to hitch and get a lift to back to Oyen to get a tire changed and put another tire on it but it took all day in 38 degree um it was a shocking day to just to, to get to Mildura but we got there anyway in the long run I don't know um we've had some eventful trips like the P76 to the snow Mount uh Mount Hoffman actually and uh, how was that so so all right some, some context when was that and, and how was that that was back in the 80s um Deb, my girlfriend at the time, my mate and his girlfriends, girlfriends. Yeah, <laughs> were. Were they? No, that was, yeah, it was one of these girlfriends anyway. Um, at the time, we was uh, we're driving up through to Hoffman. I had two, three, five, uh, 45, um, 14s on it, on modular rims with um, Yokohama, uh, the, the Yokohama triple A's back mm-hmm. then, I used to call them. And, um, so they're a big tire, but I had snow chains, believe it or not, that fit it. So <laughs> it fit. Like it went around a wheel real pretty, pretty good. Anyway, um, the chain, one of the chains fell off and it just it wouldn't stay on a wheel for some reason. It was freezing cold. I just couldn't get it tightened up properly. It was just so cold and dirty and everything else. And um we ended up going sideways into a hill, sliding into a hill with the snow drift, because there's that much snow on a road. Um, we got towed out by um, the, the local ski patrol four-wheel drive and was just slipping and sliding everywhere all the way up to the mountain as they towed us all the way to the resort <laughs> of <Snow Chains. laughs> it, it was like a, another 10 k's up the road, uh, but snow everywhere. It was just that much snow. But um had a lot of fun driving the P76 in the snow over the years So because we used to go skiing quite a bit. Um we used to even drive up my dad's Mazda. He had one of those E3200 Mazda vans. They look like a bongo van. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we used to camp out down below, bottom of the mountain, and um, then just drive up to the top and go skiing all day and drive back down and camp out, camp out in a little Mazda van. So we were um, doing van life before van life was even the thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there were, we there were only good memories driving. Um you know, one year we drove up to Bathurst in the P76 um, and we're up the, I think it's the Newell Highway and um, this truck overturned was full of uh, margarine. So we we're collecting margarine containers for Bathurst. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, um, yeah, uh, the car used to run so smooth at night time. Like I said, just purrs at night in the cold weather. Mm. Um, it just yeah, runs real well, the V8. Did I have air on that car? Hey, Econ, I, I end up putting power steering in it um, as well. Um, LSD yeah. dip in it from the uh, Targa, um, the Targa um, What else did it have in it? Um, it had all the, you know, luxuries for that era uh, in it. So I was quite comfortable. Drove, had a ball. Deb and I drove that car to Queensland one year uh, with not uh, uneventful, you know, the car just ran perfectly. Um, up there and back from Queensland and went to Sydney and back with my mates a couple of times and also drove to Queensland and back with my mates and never, not even, like I said, a, a glitch in the car. It just ran so smooth. 
So I've done a lot of big trips to Queensland, two big trips to Queensland, to New South Wales. Used to go snow all the time with it. And Deb and I drove it to Alice Springs and back. Oh, wow. The P76? Yeah, the P76. And back in those days, there was a few dirt roads, back roads through the back of the Flinders Ranges and washways and stuff like that. Um, and I bottomed out. I went on the washways. I go, oh, that was a bit harsh. Anyway, I had LP gas and petrol. I was running the car on both, dual fuel back in those days. And um, so I sort of mix, used to mix it up a bit. But um, went to Al- uh, the Olgas, Ayers Rock, Alice Springs, and went to all the, you know, Glen Helen Gorge and all the places and drove around Alice Springs. Um, but before I left, I changed, I think I might have mentioned this once before, the alternator on the car. Put a brand new yeah. Bosch alternator on it because I reckon the Lucas alternators are no good. So I put a Bosch alternator on it, <laughs> changed the thermostat. And um, on the way up there, lights started coming on and off, on and off. Oh. And the alternator uh, uh, was playing up, so it wasn't charging the system. So we had to turn the aircon off and turn a, a radio off and <laughs> turn everything we can off to, get, to make sure we don't burn the battery out or flatten the battery. Um, but it survived. So it's still sort of charging, but I wasn't really, uh, you know, sort of mm-hmm. confident. Um and it was it's a couple of times it sort of was hard to start. Um, so, but we made it back. Um, and on the way back, um, it overheated. Thermostat stuck open or stuck closed. Yeah. Brand new thermostat before I left. So, faulty part. It wasn't the Leyland's fault. So, that <laughs> um, so, and then, like I said, we went through these washways. They had dirt roads back then through the back of Flinders Ranges. And, and I didn't sort of take much notice of it. The car ran all right, went all right all the way home. This, end up being a bit of a knock you know, over certain bumps it'd be a bit of a knock at the back and sh- i thought i bought the right shockers for it and they said that all the right shockers for the car so i put brand new shocks on it um but i think the travel is just a bit longer than normal and and the, and the cars are renowned to actually break off the lower shocker bracket mount off the diff <laughs> if all right yeah i mean i think even with the stock shockers that they used to break them off because if they weren't set up right the shockers got old um they bottomed out and you put too much load in it too much weight um you can actually break the bracket off so i had to weld that up and put um, new shockers on it um i've blown up probably one diff on that but we had like uh, 12 12 inch tires on it you know like in a massive you know i think they were like 265 you know, 45, um, 12s, the, the massive, not 45, the, the wide, yeah. Yeah, 45 profile, but 265 yeah. wide. Wide, yeah. And um, so that, we'd done a, tried to do a, a burnout in Mexico and it blew to diff. <laughs> um, apart from that, um, it was only stupid things that, you know, diffs and clutches. Um, yeah. I blew, maybe I've changed two clutches in that car over the years that I had it on the road and drove it. What else did I happen to that car? That's pretty much it. And then I parked it outside underneath the gum tree and started to rust away. So that's when I decided to strip it down to bare metal and it's been in bare metal or high fields ever since. So if I ever going to do any other cars, that, that'll be that one. But I just can't get myself, um, I don't know, into it to, to do it because I know I, I can't do it to the standard I want to get it done at. And to pay someone to do it, um, there's there's not many people out there that, that will do it for you um, at a reasonable price. Mm. And I don't want to be throwing, you know, tens of thousands on it at it. The car's probably worth 20 or 30 maybe if it was restored. 
So you know, I don't mind spending ten to fifteen thousand on a you know a restoration job, but not much more than that. So so tell me, Rob, what is the plan with that car? Like, like you, the SEC is getting done. You know, you finish this four thirty. That'll be out of the garage. Why don't we push it back into the normal garage and start working on it? I should. I should. I think, I, think, I think we should. I think that should be a New Year's resolution. I think yeah. this car, yeah. it's got too much history, Rob. Yeah, it has. Specifics. And it's its a very yeah. important car to you. Um, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. So like, I think I think it's a car that, that should be um, should be brought back because obviously it means a lot to you. Like we can pull the motor out, we get it rebuilt, you know, get everything done and then put put it back together and then just be like, you know what? And the, the smile you have on your face, the, the time oh. you put it out, it'll be... It'd be worth it. You know, I I remember seeing that car in, in your garage and saying, like, actually, even in Highfield, it kind of looked good because I think you had the front grill on it. Or, 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 it's or fun, yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, it's a good-looking car. Like, it's, you know, it's um, it, it's asking, to, it was looking, it, it wasn't looking sad. Like, sometimes when you see a car in a in a garage, it's just you know, in, a, in a back shed or, or, or in a, under a tarp, and they, they look sad. This car yeah. was like, no, fix me. Come on, I'm ready to go. And, I know, and, and I've, I've got to a point where I was actually making it even better than what it was from factory. Because the, the on the the B pillar, the door used to um, uh, used to rub on top of the B pillar, mm-hmm. and that was from factory. So I actually cut the, the door frame back up a little bit and realigned everything, so all the all the gaps are consistent. Nice. Yeah. So I've, I've lined a lot of the door gaps and and. Um, uh, redone all the, the the common rust areas under the lower radio um lower um front guard um in the in the seal itself um so I fixed a lot of things up on it um it's still got a little bit more um bought more repair work and actually believe it or not because I put Laval Laval's race springs on it at, and um a heavier stabilizer bar on the on the front and it put a lot of handled real well and the weight distribution on those cars were 50 50. wow okay yeah so they're pretty good um handling cars um for the especially rally drive rally driving they, they actually done real well on rally crosses and um because i put um beefed up the suspension done up the motor a little bit extractors and bigger carbies and, and got the car going a bit harder um it used to have a bit of chassis flex in it or, or it was it stiffened everything up so put load on the chassis so mm. there's a um, bit of a hairline crack in the front chassis rail, believe it or not. Okay. Um, so that that's going to be reinforced and, and done properly, and it's apparently it's a fairly common thing. And also a hairline crack um, occurred um, on the top pack, the, the back quarter panel uh, near the C pillar. Um, mm. It used to sort of crack out from the boot where they actually joined the the quarter panel to the top radiators. Um, not the sorry the. What, what do you want to call it? the rear panel, the mm-hmm. the, the parcel shelf uh, yeah. panel, yeah. And so where it joins up. Um, so, but I've reinforced that and fixed all that up, and and so all the little common rust spots around a petrol cap also was fixed up. So it was done well, but um, there's still a bit more work to do on that one. But yeah, you're quite right. Uh, I'd like to see it on the road before um, I can't drive anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. you're still a while away from that, Rob. But I, but I, I, I generally think I was thinking about this car, like because I, I knew it was just going to be us tonight, and I was, I was like, I really want to know the story behind this car. Like, so, you know, it's you, you've told us currently where it's up, and 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 I've said to you, like, I, I think after you, you get rid of that, you know, that four thirty out of your garage and and have yeah. the SEC done, I think I'll even come help you push it back and help you start working on it because it, it'll be it'll be it'd be cool to see to see that come back to life. 
absolutely. I think so too. I reckon that'd be awesome. Yeah, I've stripped LP gas out of it too and all that sort of stuff. But that car, I, I bought that. I paid fifteen hundred dollars for that car. So wait, tell us the story behind that car. So, so what made you get a P seventy six? Why that particular car? Where'd you find it? And uh, I'd love to know the story because it's because it's such a special car to you. That car, like it, it, every time, every time, every time I say P seventy six, I see you, you see your eyes light up. And you're like, oh, yeah, I am my P seventy six. Yeah, our first P seventy six in the family was back in nineteen seventy six. Okay. Yeah. Dad came, he didn't tell us if we went to buy a new car. He bought a brand new. Just went out and bought a car and picked us up from school. I was in grade six. My sister's um stool um she didn't even start school yet i think she was in prep and um my dad rolled up um in this new car i, I can uh, never forget the the brand new leyland sticker anything but average on the back of it and the, the books and and just jumping into this brand new car with t-bar auto and console and and the way it just it was like a car that I've never like. We've always been in. Grew up with XP Falcons and HT Holdens and stuff like that. And this car was just next level um, at that time. And so we had that for quite a few years. That car until we had a bit of a bingle with it. Um, got it fixed and then with insurance. That um, for some reason it was overheating. It was a six cylinder, and my dad found a. It's called a bit of apricot uh, color. It's sort of a sort of a sort of a cherry red sort of not cherry red it's orangey red and um so he bought a v8 t-bar auto same car um and so my mum used to take us to school with it pick us up and i grew up with leyland's pretty much from 1976 Hmm. until i got my license and and then some you know um so being part of leyland car club so so what wait what Take a step back. What made him buy 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 the P seventy six after all the other cars he owned? You know, I don't know. I don't know what made him buy Leyland. I think he thought it was good value. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked at the mechanics and it looked like it was easier to work on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad always was tinkering in the garage, changing gearboxes on his Falcons, blowing up gearboxes, and a <laughs> Falcon overheating, and you know, all sorts of things just happened to that Falcon. Um, but he bought the Leyland, and, and we had pretty much trouble-free um, runs with the Leyland, the first one until it got smashed, and then the head gasket went on the six-cylinder. Um, but when we got the V8, the V8 was a, a great car, and, and that we drove that for years, and my sister's boyfriend ended up uh, restoring it and painting it and driving it until he smashed it. Oh, so what, what happened to the six-cylinder? You just got rid of it? after the of it. Gave it to my uncle. My uncle drove it and uh, trashed the motor, so we sold it. Mm. Yeah, okay. And but then I've always had the, the apricot one and I drove that for a while. And then I had my I was 17, not even 17, when I got my P76. So I so didn't even have my license and found it in the training post. My dad and I went and had a look at it and I fell in love with it. It was a bright <laughs> blue and I didn't like the blue. I wanted to paint it midnight blue. I wanted a dark blue, you know, and um, I was going to respray it. I was adamant to respray it, but I never did. And, and it's color grew on me. You know, everyone knew me for my blue P76 at the time. And all my mates, at the time, and I always said, oh, like, I should have bought an XA GT or an XB would be worth a fortune or, you know, you know, or a Monaro or something like that. But my mates had Monaros and XD, ESP Falcons and HTs and HQs, um, states, even a states, one of my mates had a statesman. And over the years, you know, we go on trips and we go on each other's cars. And... For some reason, we always ended up going in my car because it had more boot space, 
was more fuel economy economical um it just did everything and done everything and you know you could squeeze people in and throw everything in the boot two tents two eskies <laughs> in the boot. and you still have space to throw someone in there we go to the drive we go in my car because we two or three people in the boot <laughs> <laughs> so things like that the car was just so I had a lot of cars in between. Like well, I had the P76 was my daily. Then I had the the, the 450 SEL or the 280SE Mercedes I drove on the weekends. Yeah. So I always had two cars anyway. Yeah. But my daily um, was the P76 even weekends. So if I go out mates or whatever, it would always be in the P76, not the Mercedes. <laughs> um, so, so I found it in the training post, paid 13, I think $1,300 for it. It wasn't even $1,500. I put some nice. I got went to Mullins Wheels in North Melbourne. Put some modular wheels on it with the steelies with the round holes in it. They're like the twelve slotters, but oh, yeah. ten, ten slot round holes. Um, put big tires on it. I had radial TAs on it. Used to slide everywhere in the wet. You know, <laughs> and then I got some better tires. The Yokies were good tires. Um, and like I said, just the car just did everything that it needed to do. So I never bothered um, not having that as my main car. And I, but then I've had so many cars. I had two Targa Florios. My mum smashed one. Mm. And then the other one was rusted out to a point where I just parked it and never drove it again. And those Targa, the, the two Targa Florios are still sitting in my dad's workshop, rusted to the hilt. There's <laughs> nothing, there's grass grown over them and there's everything thrown over the top of them, but there's two Targa Florios sitting there. Then we had between that um, Deb's good friend um, who comes from uh, Hamilton, uh, Coleraine up that way. Their family um, uncle um, owned a Leyland dealership in uh, yeah. yeah up there, and um, they closed it down. Oh, you know, years when Leyland went downhill, but they still had the mechanical workshop. So all the spare parts they had, brand new OEM parts, disc brakes. Headlight switches, um, all the rubber pedals, um, you name it. They had so many parts that they still had theirs new old stock wow. on the shelf. And I cleared them out. I bought all the new old stock. I, <laughs> I bought new rubber pedals, new headlight surrounds, new chrome strips, new um, headlight switches, bits and pieces. Anything I could buy, I bought off him. And I ended up buying her dad's or mum's car. And it was a six-cylinder Aspen green. as a metallic green, beautiful colour. P76 was a four-speed six-cylinder manual with a black interior. with real rare car. Yeah. And um, drove that. The motor was blown. That much smoke when we were driving it home. Um, the motor needed to be rebuilt. The, it was just it was a six-cylinder motor. It was gutless. It was blowing smoke. And I had, just happened to have two or three spare V8s laying around. So I re- <laughs> rebuilt a V8. Got the extractors put in it. Um, Deb was pregnant with Harley at the time, actually, when we put the motor in. Deb helped me put the motor in. <laughs> um, so we um, drove that around um, for a while, and uh, we like, ended up taking Harley to hospital on that. And mm. uh, well, not Deb when she was pregnant with Harley, and picked up Harley with that P seventy six, and then that P seventy six sat outside because it didn't have a carport, didn't have room in the garage. I was building the house, and it's rusting away. And probably again it was the eighties or nineties and interest rates. So I ended up selling that car, which I would have loved to have kept. And if I know where it is, I'll, I'll actually I'll buy it back because mm. there's more just as much history with that Aspen Green car as I have with my uh, blue one that's sitting in the garage. Yeah. Um, so 
yeah, that was a regretful sale, that one, but I, I needed the money at the time and I only got 1200 bucks for it. But I spent something like, oh, I just, I had the pistons and rings already because my mate used to work at Repco. So I got brand new pistons and rings, yeah. um, main bearings, big end bearings, um, sending off the, the engine guys, play, uh, engine place and got the, the crank clinished and got the, the the boards done, honed everything else, and um put the most put the motor back together, and it was a far it was a quick motor. It was a super. It was just everything I did to it. I tried to make sure it was like blueprinted, so I made sure all the clearances were identical to um uh, the, the with the bearings. I actually match ported the intake manifold and the exhaust manifolds. Um, so made sure that there's no, you know, overlap too much with the intakes mm -hmm. or anything like that. Everything is all ported, match ported. It would have went well. Uh, the car went so hard to light them up in first, second, and third gear. Well, <laughs> but there was a reason behind that. It still had the six cylinder diff in it, <laughs> but, but it just flew at this car. And the, the problem was it was so high strung, I didn't. I can't remember. I had the valves done and the heads done because there were the hardened valve seats and whatnot in them because they're alloy heads and block, um, yeah. alloy block. Um, but it was still used to ping and pre-detonate. I couldn't get the, the ping out of it. electronic ignition, extractors. It was the heads were shaved, uh, had to be the block had to be shaved, the head had to be shaved, uh, because there's all the motor needed rebuilding and, and work on it. Um but I should have ran high octane fuel in it. And I wasn't running high octane fuel. I didn't know enough about, you know, what I should be running and what sort of octanes and what sort of get out of it. Um, to a point where it probably, you know, car probably should have been running on ethanol or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was super fast. It was super hot. Um, but um, I spent probably $3,000 back then rebuilding the motor, yeah. you know, doing everything and building it myself and putting it together myself. And the car just like, it would run so hard. It was an awesome car. Um, yeah. So just sort of, they were easy to work on. They've always been a great car. Um, I think a lot of the, even the Aussie cars are fairly easy to work on, but um, I think the lounge were just that little bit easier. Um, you can get into the engine bay quite easily and, and do what you needed to do. Um, yeah. It was just, everything was so easy to work on um, when you needed to, you know, to change the, um, uh, the points or you know the, the dizzy cap or plugs you can get to the plugs you can get to the points um everything was just easy to get to it's not hidden hard up against a firewall like some of the chevys or you know even some of the fords are real hard to get to the plugs um it, it was just easy hmm. yeah so that's yeah. a piece of music so what okay my next question is: What's the plan for it? If you do the rebuild, would you go a? Would you would you restore it, or would you hot rod it, or what would you do? Like, what, what would you would you make it a hot version, or would you make it your ultimate P seventy six? I would love to make it the ultimate not P seventy six, and I love I'd love to do sort of a partial resto mod. And a lot of guys are doing that. One particular guy has actually got the original targa rims, and he's actually um, uh, grafted on a fifteen inch diameter rim. Oh wow. And had 10, 10 inches wide, 15-inch diameter, but it's still the original Targa rims. Yeah. So um, so obviously, you know, someone who can actually fabricate and and, and make them solid enough to not to fall off and break. But uh, <laughs> he actually um, put genuine-looking wheels on it and beefed up the suspension. Yeah. There's a couple of guys who have LS'd their cars now, and 
Um, one guy always had a three fifty Chevy. He was in the club in his, and he's got a nine inch diff. That that that's roll cage, nine inch diff, three fifty Chev motor in it. Beautiful looking car, beautiful spray job, and that was sort of what I wanted to get to. You know, um, a lot of guys have been putting disc brake uh, rear ends in them as well. So I'd love I'd like to get to that point, but I'd, I want to get it on the road. I so think. would you go LS or would you rebuild the the original you know the original motor and and, and keep that uh but like 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 obviously do modern suspension modern brakes um you know modern bushings here and there but like you know keep the motor yeah. or would you go complete just do with the ultimate make go go LS or or um I'd, I'd love to go LS I really would yeah. um um that way it's sort of just going to start first time every time <laughs> and drive it's just that little bit um stronger than you know what the original motor and the original motor's got a real nice um note to it they got a, yeah. it's, it's a, they're a square motor so it's, i don't quote me on this like a three and a half inch ball and three and a half inch stroke mm-hmm. and it's got a real nice note to it um so and a bit it's got a bit like an ls note to some extent um so and they are a buick motor or a buick license. yeah Drive motor, so even though that you know several generations after um, that Buick motor, but um, yeah, I think they're the only ones who really got the motor right out of all the because they tried to build that motor in a few cars over the years in the Rovers and and the uh, Range Rovers and stuff like that, and they never really got the castings as well as they did um, here as they did with the Australian built V8. This is a four point six, is it? Uh, it's a four point four. Before, okay. Two six nine or two seven nine. I can't remember. Um, CC. Yeah. Um, uh, but um, the Rovers were three point five liter. Mm-hmm. So um, yes, just short. Uh, was it smaller ball? Yeah. But um, yeah, I think LS a nice um uh, Bluetooth sound system in it. Uh, <laughs> so I've got the power steering. Um, you know. Put the air back in it. Oh, the air con's still in there. It's just a – they came out with factory air, but they're oh, rear as hen's teeth, um, and they're integrated into all the controls within the dash and are built into um, between a, the dash and the lower dash pad. There's sort of vents and two extra vents for the air conditioning. Um, and I've got two of those sitting at the in the other cars at the workshop. So the ideal thing would be is to put the integrated air conditioning into it rather than having just an under dash air conditioning that I've got. A lot of work, but it can be done. Um so that that would be ideal. That the LS it um nice brakes and nice suspension. That's it. Uh, would, you go, would you go the same colour or would you completely change the colour? Or would, was, you go, would you go the midnight blue that you wanted to do? Everyone says yeah you know, it's like they're fairly again they're a bit like a grab a blue or rare colour and it's just sort of we gravitate to that blue but um I would try to maybe modernise the colour a little bit, maybe throw a bit of metallic in it, but the mm-hmm. same colour. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, it's got a, a light sky blue and it's got a violet colour in it. So at night time, it almost looks purple. All right. Um, under the fluoro lights. Mm-hmm. But during the day, it's that sky blue. Um, yeah, so it's got a, a fairly nice colour to it. Um, so I was thinking of that, that violet um, with the blue and then throw some metallic through it to see what that comes up. I'll... I'll, I'll, I'll I'll do a few um, color samples first to see if I like it, um, but that's that's what I was thinking. Um, 
Otherwise, I'll go solid blue, and I might even go grab a blue to match the Mustang. That'd be cool. Yeah. Because it's close to the original blue, but it's it's more of a modern blue. Or even go for the – there is a grabber metallic, isn't there? The Focus RS the fo- blue. Focus RS blue. It. It's got the metallic through it, and it's a similar yeah. sort of the Focus similar, RS. It's called nitrous blue, I think, that color. Yeah. So I was thinking of going that sort of that Focus blue or the Mustang blue. That'd be yeah. cool. But it's, and, but it's still reminiscent of the, the original color. Yeah, so the thing is, you got all those new, the, all those brand new chrome pieces. The car will look brand new. That was the other thing. Would I put the chrome pieces back on it? Because the, the deluxe, it's it's actually a super V eight, so it had every chrome piece you can think of it on it. Um, over the wheel arches, along the top of the door trim, the, the and then they also had the, the they all had it around the gutter, the roof gutter, and but I was thinking of maybe stripping it back a bit um and getting rid of a bit of the chrome um you like a brushed metal finish then or I think it's be actually stainless steel so i can brush it quite easily okay yeah yeah that, that would be all cool. the metal all the metal work all the chrome strips are all stainless steel so they're easy to give it that brush effect if you if i wanted to that'd be cool uh, so that that's one option um do that uh, or still do the top strips around the, the top of the doors, uh, but not do the wheel arches. Um, so I'm sort of, you know, I was even thinking at one stage, you know, you know, I don't know how it will work out, but do a fade of the blue um, up the door, up from the lower seal or up the door a little bit. So make yeah. it dark down below and then go yeah. lighter. A real slight fade. And that makes the car look a bit sort of, um, skinnier, wow. yeah. So I was thinking of uh, if that'd be great if I could do a good, someone could do a good fade just to change it up a little bit. So because they look a bit bulky at the back and down the side a bit. So if you can make it look a bit more slim line, um, through a bit of trickery with paintwork, um, I reckon that'd be good too. Yeah, absolutely. Chip foos it used to be called the chip foos fade. Mm. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. What what was would you put? Would you put like um like modern like like a like a large larger jelly bean on it, or would you would you go something a bit different? No, you know I've seen um a whole lot of different wheels and tires. You know what they look the best with? I reckon Simos, just the the old genuine Simmons. Oh right, okay. They look real good with a nice big dish, and you can dish them quite a bit and big offset. Yeah. Um. So um, Simmons, I think I just go Simmons. I can get them off the shelf. Yeah. Um, and they look good, and you can put some nice, you know, I don't know, maybe 19s or 20s on it. Mm-hmm. Um, That'd be cool. Yeah, just some, something, um, and you don't have to modify anything to really do it. So it's sort of there's that much room underneath the, the rear wheel well that you can fit some nice, decent rubber behind it without having to tub it. Yeah, so you can fit almost, like I said, I used to fit 12-inch tyres on the back of that with 12 slotters, like, you know, 11-inch 12 slotters or 10-inch 12 slotters or 12-inch tyres. And um, you used to fit underneath the guard like an XA, XB uh, coupe. Yeah. So it fit the same size wheels and tyres on it because we used to swap with my mate's XA. <laughs> that, that's pretty much it. So it would be good. It would be pretty exciting if I did get it going um, yeah. and got it to that point. It'd be nice to find a uh, the motor, uh, like a donor car, to get all the stuff out of it. Well, there's there's plenty of like you know LSs around. I reckon you could you could probably even find like a 
you know, like a VT Series 2 Berliner that's got a you know factory option V8 and the, the car's stuff, but you just want the V8, pull the motor, pull. Um, would you go manual or would you go auto in it? That's, that's the next question. I'll go, I'll go auto. We'll go auto. Okay. So, so you pull the auto out of it, slap that in it as well. Yeah. And, and I, th- I think you'd be good. Yeah. It's um, over the years, I've gone manual, auto, auto, <laughs> uh, manual again. And I've yeah. swapped, like well, I said, I had a man, uh, it's a factory manual. So for years and years, I love the manual. And then I got, I was driving to work every day with it for years. So chucked in an auto and drove, drove it with an auto in it. And I hated it. I just, mm-hmm. uh, having an auto in it just killed me. Uh, <laughs> I reckon it lasted maybe a year and a half. And I took the auto out and put the manual back in it. <laughs> Because I thought it would be easier to drive to work every day, but I just didn't like it. Yeah. Did not like it. Um, so the the manual's still sitting in it at the moment, but I don't think. Uh, yeah, if I was going to do LS, I'd just auto it with the auto. You know, as much as you know, I, there's another guy in the Mustang Club. He's got a uh, HQ or hz i can't remember exactly what what sort of unit it is but he's actually put this massive motor in it uh it's turbocharged and he reckons it used to be a manual and you just couldn't get the power to the ground and all that and stuff and so you end up um putting an auto behind it and he's he's liking it so you know i think um as you start playing around the power and getting power to, into it or whatever um i think the auto is just a bit more livable yeah, fair enough. Oh, I mean, you so you, could, you definitely get a manual behind it. Um, like you can get a like a T fifty six. You know, yeah. put put a hydraulic clutch, make it light. You know, it'll it'll, it'll and it's, considering it's not a car you'd be driving every day, you could probably get you could probably get away with it too. Because because I think the the fact that you put it back to a manual, I think it should stay a manual. I think I think it's uh, I think it's, it's to the point now. It's like oh, it has to be a manual now. <laughs> yeah, you, you're right in that. You know, having you know, it was originally a manual. Keep it a manual. You're quite right. Um, I don't know. I just I don't feel that having an LS in it um, and putting a manual in it's going to put the power to the ground as good as an auto. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. That's right. Um, especially maybe then you know you might want to turbo it and all sorts of <laughs> that uh, stuff. I, I'd love to. I'd love to see how many um, turbochargers LS. P seventy six is there on the road. I doubt there'd be any. Um, you know, I was really, and people have spoken about it, and mentioned about it, but I don't think there is any out there yet. Is a, a Barra Turbo Merc uh, Leyland? Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, there's an well, option. Done it in a Merc, so why not in a Leyland? <laughs> um, but that that'd be neat. Yeah, it'd 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 go well. It's Aussie car. It'll fit in quite well. I, I, there'll be plenty of room in there. Mm. And the car's light. Yeah, the car will just light up having a barra turbo in it. It'll fly. <laughs> well, yeah, I just, I, I'm, you know, sort of, it's then it's, it's not a V8 and it was originally a V8 and it's just. Yeah. Now, if, I would probably, I'd probably keep it V8 if it was my car because yeah, you know, it's an it's an original it's an original V8 car and, and everything and 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 I I just think that the the history behind that car it should it should stay a V8. So, but if I found my six cylinder one that I turn into a V8, <laughs> <laughs> then I'll throw the tur- the Barra Turbo. Barra Turbo with that. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, that could be um, long. Well, 
what they done with that car. Uh, they sound they looked a bit sus at the end. I, if they seem to be genuine buyers, they're gonna say, Yeah, we're gonna look after it and we're gonna, you know, um make sure it, you know, it's kept on the road and lots of stuff. And I've never heard or see, seen it again. You know, so they never ended up joining clubs or, you know, being in the club and I've never saw the car again. Mm. So um I reckon they stripped it for the motor, put it in a boat for what they paid for it. Hopefully you got the, the uh the 4.30 out of the garage, gone and sold into the uh, into into the traffic, as Ed would say. And then this P76, I'll help you wheel it out. Okay, done. It's and a bit of work wheeling it out and getting the shit around. That's fine. <laughs> it, to live in your garage and you to enjoy it again because it's, you know. Everyone keeps telling me that. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one, believe me. Well, I mean, what has Deb said about it? Does Deb want it back or? Oh, she'd love it, yeah. I mean, like I said, we, we met each other, you know, when I was driving it and the you know kids um, got married, you know, um, was out, they, they they actually trashed my car on my wedding night with, you know, eggs and oh. confetti and toilet paper and shaving cream and all sorts of things. It actually done quite a bit of damage to my Juco. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it wrecked the car after that. It just um, whatever it, the shaving cream reacted to, they covered the whole car in shaving cream. Oh, you're kidding! It reacted to the the paintwork, but I painted over the old paintwork. I didn't strip it down to bare metal. So this time it's stripped down to bare metal. So I had to because it was crow feet, crow's feet all the way to the mm-hmm. to the bottom. So um, yeah, it's a lot of memories, and so Deb will be pretty happy to, I think, see it back on the road too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's a car you need to bring back because it's 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 a car that you can you can as a take out every so often and be like yeah you just bring back all the memories will come flooding back and then you know you'll you'll be like oh I'm going to take it to, to Mount Buller and go sideways or, or Mount Hotham and go sideways up the uh, up the hill again <laughs> rally cross it yeah yeah it'll be um good, it'll be good fun um just I'm disappointed I didn't um really put my mind to it and get it done sooner because. There's been some milestones with the P76s over the last few years. It's been, uh, I think it's, so 1973, I think th- this year was f- 50 years. Yeah. The P76. So um, um, they had the big um, get-together up in um, parks up that way. Uh, and um, Should have went. Missed should, out have on the, uh, should have been there. I was going to go there because my mate took his um, XWU mm-hmm. um, up there because the, the actual – the Ute Ford Ute Owners Club were up there at the same okay. time. Yeah, so they sort of happened to be at the same place as the P seventy six club. So we should have gone. Are uh, you still part of the P seventy six club, or I? Everything's on Facebook now. So yeah. we, used to, yeah, we used to have newsletters. And you had to be paid membership and be in the club to get the, the newsletters done, and you know to know where the next event was. Yet you needed to get the newsletter, and then one year I didn't pay. Uh, my membership and lost touch with the club and couldn't, didn't know who the new president was or where to send the money to or how to join up. So I never joined up again until um, social media um, over the last maybe seven or eight years where I sort of really connected with some of the, the the club pages and what that around the country. Now it's sort of brought the whole country together, whereas rather than being Victoria's, Victoria-centric yeah. or South Wales, it's it's national now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's a lot better. Um, and there's a lot more info out there and a lot more... Uh, updates about what people are doing with their cars and and whatnot being on Facebook with um, the club rather than waiting on a newsletter that you might not get. Well, Rob, I'm going to uh, 
give you a date. It's we're gonna have to come. I'm gonna I'm gonna come there and I'm gonna start moving some stuff in, in your in right, your back garage. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, um, because I, I I know you motivated me to, to do the Merc and and I'm like I'm like all right I'm okay sure it's happening now I guess it's happening. You're like bring it over let's start it. Um, and then I will but I'm gonna do the same thing for you. I'm gonna come over, come over to your place. We're gonna move all the stuff. Um, we'll probably have a, a beverage or two and then push the car out. Yeah, awesome. Done. I'll have to move the dog kennel, the cafe blinds, the fence, <laughs> tables, the chairs, um, get the dollies to get it around the hoist um, into the garage. Oh. But we'll get, we'll get it there. We'll let's get let's it make there. it. Let's make it happen, Rob. Let's make gonna it happen. Big, it's gonna be a big day. That's, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do. We'll do a working bee. I'll. Uh, I'll I'll pull some friends that also like English cars, like Edward. Um, he's yeah. he's, he's obsessed with English cars, and we're leaving David on board, Scotty on board. We, we get Alan and Tyrone. We'll we'll, we'll all we'll all do a working bee one afternoon, yeah. one day, and, and move all the stuff and, and pull it out and get it started. I reckon that's sounds, sounds like a plan. Yeah. I, I, it won't get started because um I pulled out it was on LP gas and I pulled all the LP gas stuff out off it, and at the same time I pulled out the the holly fuel pump and all that sort of stuff and. And um, I'll put a nicer, more modern fuel pump in it and whatnot because I had a mechanical fuel pump that um, kept on running when you used to put it to gas and the pump was still yeah. running. One year coming back from the snow, it actually filled the entire block up with petrol. Oh. Yeah, so um, uh, cleaned the motor out real nice. It, <laughs> it, <was> real good. <laughs> it, would have, it would have been very clean after that. Very clean, but it. I think it didn't damage the motor. Um, it still drove it for quite a few years after, so I was lucky I didn't do too much damage. Um, so I got a, the whole fuel uh, system needs to be redone on it. Uh, well, that's fine. I mean, if you want to get it back on the road, Rob, like, would you would you would you just get it ready to get it to a point where you can get it on the road and then then do the LS, or, or would you do LS first and then? I'll I'll, try, I'll get get the motor started. It should run. Um, uh, get get it all fired up and cleaned up and um. Get it on the road and then Alice it. Yeah, oh, exciting, exciting times. I'm, I'm looking forward to this, Rob. I think this will be this will be great. Yeah, well, you know, well, I'll be pretty excited to see you back on the road. Yeah, absolutely. Be um, a sight to see, I think. Hundred percent. Because like, I, I can't remember. The, I'm gonna be honest with you, Rob. I can't remember the last time I've seen a P76 on the road. Like, I, I haven't seen one in years. Yeah. Um, even at car shows, they're not really there. Like the like cars and coffees. I haven't seen one there. I haven't seen. Yeah, you know, I haven't seen a P seventy six. I was going to say a good P seventy six, but I haven't seen a P seventy six in general in a very long time. Um, far between uh, Australia Day events, sometimes they come out on those weekends and various car shows and whatnot. But New South Wales, Tassie, and Queensland seem to be pretty. Even WA are real strong. Okay, clubs and they they have a lot of outings and um, probably more so than what Vic does these days. Even though a lot of the the Victorian members are based out in the eastern suburbs um mm. so you don't see too many guys out and there's a couple of guys from dalesford um out that way mm. one guy in particular um and then most of them are out in gippsland way out mm. that way yeah. so that's why you don't see too many um sort of cruising about but well, it'll be good. i'm looking forward to it now you got me excited that's good well i'm i'm, I'm glad i'm glad i have it's uh um, I want to say it's either December or early January. Let's make let's let's pull it out. Let's make it happen. Let's, let, let's make it in Jan. I reckon yeah. early, Jan, early Jan. I've got early Jan off as well. Yep. So um, that you know over that week or two, um, we can um, 
pull some stuff out, get some stuff out of the way, wheel it out the front, wash it down, clean it up, start blocking it back. And I'll high fill it again in places where it needs high fill and block it back and then um, take it to be mate's spray booth and get it sprayed. Because I told him about it and I said, I want you to spray it. So at least it'll get sprayed okay. Um, so that's a bonus. So, so his brother has he started? Have you have you given the uh, the nudge or the extra slab of beer to to get yeah, it? Yeah, been meaning McCollum to do the SEC because he's high filled that and sprayed that, um, but he hasn't blocked it back and, and painted it yet. So, yeah. I was going to pay um, these other guys to do it two grand. I was going to block it all back, but he he reckons I wouldn't trust him. So, he said, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do your car. He goes, don't I don't want it to be you know looking shit. So he, he wants to make sure it's done right. So, so it's good. So we'll just, um, yeah, the SEC can, no, I can, that, that will happen. He'll do that. And I can work on this one, get this one sorted out and get it ready to spray. So it'll be sort of hopefully one after the other and, and it'll be sprayed up and, and done. The, the body's straight. There's a couple of, like I said, little sections that need to be still welded up and reinforced, but it's not, they're not, if I got stuck into it, I'll have it done in, you know, four or five days. Yeah. All done. So it's not, it's a lot less work than your scamp was. <laughs> a lot less work. <laughs> uh, yeah. all right. well, yeah. well, Rob, I think I think early Jan. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Um, that's. Uh, I'll give you a date. Fifteenth of Jan. Okay. Done. Fifteenth of done. Jan. That is. It'll be out. I'm gonna put it in my car. I'm doing it in my car. I'll, right I'll move the two cars, the four bikes, um, and tables, chairs, dog kennel, cafe blinds, and we should be able to wheel it out. I'm putting it in my calendar now. The 15th is a Monday. Monday. Oh, jeez. Monday? Monday. I'm going to say Rob P76 day. Yeah. Does it? Okay, done. It's it's in there. Rob okay, right. Right. P76 cool. day. Well, I can see it. Yep, yeah, I can see it. Thanks, mate. Thanks. So it's, it, it's happening. That, that is the day the P76 begins its restoration and, and back and comes comes back to life. Uh, that'd be awesome. I, I, I actually, it'd be um, you'd love it. Actually, I think um, you'll be surprised how well they drive. I, I should actually um, next time there's a club event up, um, we'll go to a club event. I know I still yeah. know some place at the club, um, and get you to go for a driving one of them. You'd I'd love to. You'd go wow, yeah. I'd, lo I'd love to. I reckon, I reckon that'd, that'd be really cool. Especially, again, I still compare them to a you know. A, a newer Commodore um, than anything back in, yeah. in that era. It, it just, it's the car just drives so much better than yeah. anything else of the time, you know, unless you, you know, driving a European car, but, you know, and they, you know, almost, I could tell you right now, I think that the cars that started catching up were like the E30 BMWs. Well, yeah, were the ones that exceeded that. Like before that, they were just crap, and then they just started to really handle and drive well. Yeah. And P76, like I said, 50-50 weight distribution, call McPherson struts, rack and pinion steering, monocoque chassis with a crumple zone. The car just was fought through. Just maybe the design wasn't there, but, you know, it was the, the looks, but the actual engineering. Um, it was there, yeah. It was, the, you know, bonded panels, glued panels, you know, spot weld the panels, everything that they do today. Yeah. Um, even the windscreens were glued in, and they had struggled to get um, the, the the companies to the make the right glues to hold the windscreens yeah. in because the glues were structural to the chassis. Oh, well. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, the windows. So um, well advanced for their time, like I said, until the Commodores and the later model cars started coming out with that sort of stuff. Yeah, so there you go. That's pretty much it. Now you really got me um, excited. Well, uh, if you've got some time, go out. There's a little bit of light I can see behind you. Go go start moving some stuff. And we, can, <laughs> we can make it happen, Rob. It's, uh, I'm, excited. I'm excited for you, mate. Like, this, is, this is a car that I've seen over the years. I've, I've probably seen it three or four times since, since I've known you. Um, and, um, you know, like I've seen it just you know, put away, put away, put away. And and I've always asked you, oh, you're like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll get around to it when, when I get when I get it right, when I get when I get it right, when I get it right. But you know, yeah. now, like, that's it. You, you're that's done it. With- yeah, you're right. Just get it done. It's so, never going to be right, right. And uh, I know that. And I, I want it to be like almost a show car, but it's not going to happen. Um, you know, so just make it nice and yeah. make it as good daily um, that I can, if I wanted to drive it as a daily sort yeah, of like, yeah, I could. Yeah. And not be you know, worried about it either. No, so yeah, hundred percent. Oh, cool. Well, Rob, I think that's a podcast, mate. I was actually really nice talking about your P seventy six. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it was, um, uh... I'm glad I got you excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I, I just, um, I've really been um pretty keen on uh, the Mercs over the last few years, and and the Barra Merc. Um, and thanks to you, uh, getting that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was an awesome car. Just, just putting yeah. out there. That, that, that was a, that was a good flipper for you. <laughs> yeah, it was a good flipper, but at the same time, you know, that was a, a half like a, a spray job that I it was a spray job that I had to do um, mm. to sort of to make it half presentable because um, it didn't do it justice just having that motor in it and having the body so bad. Um, and I was really disappointed when I bought that car um, how bad the body was and hail damaged from front to front to back. Every bonnet, every guard, roof, boot, everything was just dented. Um, then the rust from the floor all the way up to you know the, the quarter panels in the back of it was all rusted out. And um, you know, but I got it all cut out and got it all done, fixed up all the rust in the doors and the floors, and replaced the entire boot floor in it. Um, so there was a bit of work in that, and um, could have done better, um, but it come up good anyway, regardless. Oh, well, uh, good. You know, so it, you know, it's always that you know you, that preparation. You go, geez, aren't you funny? I spent a bit more time there and a bit more time, there, <laughs> more time there. Could have been, you know, just that you know next level again. But you know, for not saying anything, but for SCA paint, all right, all right, come on, acrylic. Ever go? You carry acrylic? Yep, <laughs> I did. <laughs> it was it was a very presentable car like it, it's it's a car that will now live on for a, a while longer you know it, it'll, it'll it'll be great so so I, I think you you saved it you definitely did yeah sure did so anyway thanks again maddie no worries mate um if you want to see rob and his uh and his panel beating his firefighting his burglary uh, alarm systems his electrical work um he you know Robos, just, uh, just he, he's your man. Like and share our Facebook pages, Car Talk TRQ with Manny J. If you missed any of our previous episodes, it's all up on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasting apps. And if you subscribe, rate, and review to us there, check out the merch, go to Teespring Store, go to teespring.com and type in Car Talk Store, or become a patron to our Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash Car Talk Podcast and support the show there. 
Gentlemen, honor as always. Thanks for sharing about the P76. Um, actually, I'm really excited for you. Um, so uh, can't, can't, wait, can't wait to see it start and and uh, counting down the days. Gentlemen, well, take it easy. YouTube video. Thank you. Take it easy. 100%. It should be. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. See ya.